Welcome to the Eastridge Church South Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. Well, good morning, Eastridge. So glad to see you on this uh, day after Christmas service. Happy Boxing Day for our Canadian friends who are in this general vicinity. But (laughs) happy Boxing Day. Today is the day after Christmas. I'm so glad that you're here. And the kids are in the service with us. Welcome, kiddos. This is what adult church looks like. Um, A little less motions, uh, a little more calmness. So anyway, it's going to be awesome though, because I'm going to need your help kids, because we have a little bit of interaction to do today. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, as I prayed about today, what uh, God would have me teach, um, he just gave me a few reminders for us as we are coming out of 2021, moving into 2022, just nothing earth shattering, nothing you probably don't already know, but some reminders that if we live by them, we could live God's best for our lives and God's best being what we truly long for. Not what the world tells us that we should have to be happy, but the things that we truly long for, what truly satisfies our minds, our hearts, our souls, purpose and joy and love and truth and happiness, those things that truly satisfy us. So three things this morning for us to remember. And kids, we're going to have motions with this. So, and adults who like motions as well. I mean, some of you, I'm sure that you like them as well. Some of you raised your hands when Cam asked, who the kids are. Okay, so I I saw you. Okay, so with motions, we're going to do God with us, God in us, and God through us. Okay, so we're going to do this together. So after me, I'm going to need you to repeat after me. If you want to do the motions, great, but you can say the words. Okay, so say God with us, God in us, and God through us. Perfect. Let's get some biblical context for what we're talking about this morning. Look at this verse from 1 John. John the Apostle writes, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. So look at what he did. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son so that we might have eternal life through him. He sent his son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. And then look at our response. Look at what John says. Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to what? Love each other. There's a response. That baby in the manger that we celebrate this season, Emmanuel, God with us, came at great cost. The Bible calls him a sacrifice. Can you imagine introducing your kid as a sacrifice? He came at great cost to God the Father and God the Son. And he came for an eternal and glorious purpose to be lived out, not just the 33 years that he walked on the earth, but in and through us now in this place. He came to be with us. He came to be in us. And he came to live an amazing life through us. If rightly understood, we come out of this Christmas season seeing that it's a true story, not about us seeking God, but about him seeking us and loving us and living through us and changing the world. But how does this happen? Well, let's find out. All right, first, who remembers our first one? God with us. Good. During our Christmas Eve service, Gary talked about the season of Advent and the kids have been learning about Advent all month long in Adventureland and E-Town. It's been awesome. Advent starts four weeks before Christmas and it, uh, the word Advent means coming and we look with uh, just such excitement and thankfulness when Jesus came the first time and we look with eager anticipation when he is to come in the future. In the climax of Advent, is Christmas when Jesus, God the Son, eternal, all-powerful, all-wise, perfect in every way, infinite God, took on flesh and time and poverty, humbling himself to become a human baby, to come as Emmanuel, God with us. It's it's incredible. It's a story that needs to be told more than just on December 25th. It is incredible. But what's more incredible, guys, is that God's heart, before he came in the flesh, his heart has always been and will always be to be with us. And I'm finna prove it, all right? We're gonna have some uh, crowd participation. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have some fill in the blanks. But I have the answer on, on this, okay, so that's the answer. Every blank, every blank, that's the answer. The answer is always C, okay? So here we go. I'm going to read, and what I want to prove to you is that when Jesus showed up on December 20, well, that's debatable, but when he showed up at Christmas, it, that's not the only time that he desired to be with us. So we're going to walk all the way through, and we're, I'm going to show you. His desire has always been to be with us. So you're going to say the word? With, thank you. All right, so here we go. When I point to you, you say the word. Good. Okay. <laughs> Not C. All right. Here we go. At the very beginning of creation, God walked Adam and Eve in the garden. He was Noah and his family on the ark. He was the Israelites during the Egyptian plagues protecting them. He was them in the 40 years of wilderness wandering in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night providing for them. He was them in the tabernacle and then in the temple. He was when their enemies would attack, sending rescue and defeating the enemies. He was 
when they were acting like ding-dongs and turning away from him. And then, miracle of miracles, he showed up in the flesh, Emmanuel, which means God, us. Can y'all hear me? Okay, here we go. All right, he shows up as God with us all throughout human history. Listen to me. God's desire, his heart for you and me has been to be with us. And guess what? Hadn't changed. Before Jesus ascended, here's what he said to his disciples. I am you always, even to the end of the age. Now, let me ask you a question. You think he was talking to you? You think when Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, did he mean I'm always with you? Yes. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. God is with you. In Christ, you're never alone. You may feel like it, but it's just not true. You're never without help. You're never unimportant. The all-good, all-wise, all-powerful God of the universe wants to be with you. God is with us in every hospital room and at every party, at every graveside and at every birth in every lonely place, and in every gathering of friends. He's with the discouraged, and the angry, and the ignored, and the lonely, and the scared. God is with us. Look at me. He is with you. Look at this verse. So do not fear. You'll find something like that, that that phrase, do not fear, fear not, do not be afraid, 365 times in the Bible, one for every single day of the year. (laughs) So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Guys, here's one of the real miracles of Christmas to me. One of the real miracles of Christmas is that God wants to be with you. He's not obligated. He loves you. He wants to be with you. He's already proven it. At great cost, God has done all the heavy lifting to be with us. And like any good relationship... It works when there's participation on both sides, right? So the reminder for us this morning is to be with him. Be with him. I know it sounds like kindergarten Sunday school, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of the fundamentals. Be with him. Spend time with him in prayer, in reading the word, in sitting quietly before him, in being with other believers, in sitting outside in his creation, whatever, because it really is true. God with 
us. So God with us. Who remembers the next one? God in us. Fantastic. Now, when Jesus told his disciples he was fitting to bounce, right? He was leaving them to go to the Father. They were freaking out. And he was like, no, 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 no. It is a good thing that I am going away because I'm going to send you a helper. Some, some uh, translations say an advocate. Some say a comforter. Whatever your translation says, all are fantastic and are absolutely needed. The promise is this. Now listen to this. This is kind of crazy. But here's the promise. The promise of God is that when Jesus becomes our Lord and Savior, we become a brand new creation from the inside out. I tell the kids like scrubby bubbles. He just comes on in and starts scrubbing us up and cleaning us up. We start becoming more like Jesus from the inside out. He changes our actions, our thoughts, our reactions, our want to's. He starts changing us from the inside out. It's fantastic. God takes up residence in us. Our access to God, listen to me, is no longer contingent on our physical proximity to Jesus or a priest. He's in us. We never have to be put on hold. We never have to wonder, does Jesus know what's going on in my life? Yes, he is in you. What? A gift. Remember that part of the verse in 1 John that we read earlier that said, and God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Colossians 1 says, Christ in us is the hope of glory. Ephesians 1 says that the Holy Spirit, listen to this, is the guarantee or the down payment of our full inheritance in Christ. He's the proof that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. But why does this matter? Why is God in us, sorry, an important reminder for us this morning? Well, you and I have what I sometimes, we sometimes have what I call spiritual amnesia. <laughs> Where we wake up in the mornings and we forget who he... Okay, here we go. <laughs> we, we just going to be all, all uh, flexible and stuff. Here we go. All right, listen. Why does this matter? It matters. Did I turn this off? Sorry. All right. It matters because sometimes you and I have what I call spiritual amnesia. We wake up in the mornings and we just like keep it moving. We forget who God is. We forget who we are in Christ. We forget what's really important. We forget what our true purpose is. And guys, it shows. Because even among Christians, even among Christians, there are record levels of anxiety and depression and division, and loneliness, and general not okayness. We have forgotten God in us. And sometimes we don't even realize we've forgotten. Sometimes we don't realize that we are swimming in this culture that so easily distracts us from God. It's like the two fish swimming in the ocean, the two young fish, and an older fish swims by and goes, how's the water, boys? 
And the two fish just keep on swimming and didn't answer him. And one fish looks to the other and goes, what the heck is water? <laughs> They're swimming in it, but they don't know it. Sometimes we live in this culture that's just keep it moving, get up, do the things, check the task, keep it going. And we don't even realize that we've, we've forgotten. But God in us reminds us. He helps us. He encourages us. He gives us the words we need to speak. He gives us the direction we need to go. He leads us away from the direction we don't need to go. When we open ourselves up to his leading, up to, we open ourselves up to God in us, and we live as if it's actually true. Because it is. When we do that, man, he brings order to chaos Anyone felt a little chaos this past season? He brings order to chaos. He reminds us of his presence and his help in every situation. He gives us a peace and an okayness that can only be explained by the fact that the God of all comfort and peace resides in us. It's the only explanation. And guys, that is just the highlight reel of the benefits of God in us. There is so much more. So God in us is the reminder. Here's the response or the what to do. Walk as if it's true. Live your life every day as if it's true because it is. You can pray with confidence. You can serve others with extravagance. You can love without judgment. You can parent with wisdom. You can talk to your unsaved friends and family members with humility and with courage. You can forgive with generosity. You can be patient. You can be hospitable. Live out God in you. Ask him what it looks like today and then what it looks like tomorrow. He will tell you. Now, it does require a little more faith because he is invisible. <laughs> but listen to me. He is not mute. He desires to communicate with us. Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. He is revealing his heart and his character and his direction to us all the time through creation, through others, through his word. He speaks to us inside our conscience and outside in the open. Listen, I was driving down I-20 one day driving down. I'm right in front of Almond Road. I'm in the middle lane. And I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I name my cars. Okay. So it's just one little quirk about me. I name my cars and it's based on their, like what they look like, what their personality is. And so I'm driving down, I'm by myself. And so I'm just having this conversation with God. I'm like, uh, I don't know, Lord, it, it's a gray Mini Cooper. I love that car. It's a gray Mini Cooper. I'm thinking like a British butler name. I don't know, Lord, what do you think? Like Watson, Hobson, Jeeves, like what are we going to name this car? Y'all, in the fast lane comes this box truck that says, Hobson Heating and Air. <laughs> I thought you do communicate with us and you care about the little things. Hobson it is. <laughs> and so its name is Hobson. Now, 
He doesn't always speak to us in these obvious ways, but he is always speaking. We have to expect it. We have to pray our prayers knowing that we're in a commu- we're in a conversation here and he is going to answer us. Listen for it. Look for it. It's not coincidence. Hobson heating and air, that was not a coincidence, guys. He desires to communicate with us. He is our good father, and like a good father, he wants to encourage us, to give us hope, to give us direction. He is communicating with us. So let's review our reminders. Here we go. With motions, guys. With motions. Here we go. God with us, God in us, and God Y'all are so good. Y'all are all invited to E-Town where we do lots of missions. All right. Have you ever wondered why we are not immediately whisked off to heaven when Jesus becomes, becomes our Lord and Savior? Like, why are we left here? Heaven is so much better. I don't know if y'all were here last Sunday when Brandon did a great job of describing the indescribable goodness and beauty of heaven. But like, y'all, I'm ready. If y'all ever come to my funeral, just go, man, she is so happy right up in here, right? I am so excited about heaven. Why are we left here? It's because we have a purpose. God has a purpose for your life that only you can fulfill. And I'm talking to every single individual in here. I don't care what your present is. I don't care what your past is. God has a purpose for you. You are an image bearer of the most high God. And the reason you're here is because he has a purpose to live out through you. I love Ephesians 2.10. Let's look at it. Listen to what it says. For we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, guys, this tiny verse is chock full of purpose. Look at this. You, say your name out loud. Oh, come on, with gusto. You. Yes, thank you. You are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus. But why? Look at the verse. To do good works. But what good works, you may ask? (laughs) Oh, those already prepared for you by God. That's fantastic. It's kind of dummy proof, guys. We just trust him. We walk with him. We read his word. We hang out with other believers. And he is going to lead us. It's fantastic. I heard a statement that has really stuck with me. It says the opposite of depression is not happiness. The opposite of depression is purpose. You and I have kingdom purpose. This is why we're here. God through us, bringing hope, meeting needs, healing division, correcting injustice, 
advocating for the helpless, helping people to see themselves as image bearers of the Most High God, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with those who without him will be forever lost. We have a purpose that is so much bigger, so much longer lasting than accumulating the, th the things that our culture says we need to be happy. That car, that boat, that TV, that house that looks like Chip and Joanna designed it, or getting that job or that raise or making sure our kids have the best things or on the right team or getting that opportunity or us being super comfortable when we're retired or students dating that person or making that viral TikTok or being popular at school or getting that scholarship, whatever. Now listen, I'm not saying these are bad things to want but they're not the most important. They are not worthy of giving our best to. They're not eternally important. These people and their eternities, that's important. And for those of you visiting with us, these are names of people that we love, who we know do not know Jesus, and we are committed to pray for them and to share Jesus with them so that one day we can put them on this cross, which means that they've been saved and their eternity has been secured and they have eternal hope. That's important. Us living out our purpose with our God-given gifts so that we can do whatever he has called us to do with however long we have to walk on this earth. That's important. Loving God, loving others sacrificially, that's important. Look at one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis. Let's look at this. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are too easily pleased. Listen, guys, we can spend our entire lives chasing lesser things. But as Christ followers, we can't settle for that. We can't settle for chasing what the world says we need to be happy. If we are followers of Christ, all that stuff, not bad, but not the most important, it just distracts us from what is truly important, what is eternally important. God is with us. God is in us. And infinite joy is offered us. Have you ever led someone to the Lord and seen the burdens lifted and the hope enter in? Have you ever been used by God to help someone break the chains of addiction and witness them soften and walk in freedom? Have you ever served in children's ministry and witnessed the joy that kids have when they realize there's a great big God who loves them so much and they have a place where they belong? 
Have you ever been used by the Lord to help restore a broken marriage and witnessed the picture of beauty and redemption? Have you ever seen your prayers for another miraculously answered? Have you ever been an answer to someone's desperate prayer for provision or encouragement or belonging? Nothing like it. Nothing the world has to offer is like it. Infinite joy is offered to us. Let's not settle for lesser things. God, through us, that's why we're here. All right, to wrap it up, bonus points. Who remembers all three of our reminders today? Do it with me, go, God. God. Oh, God. Now, these reminders are not simply to know some stuff. These reminders are to spur us on to action, but not action that is a burden, action that is a joy and a privilege. We get to do this. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, God is with you. There's no question. He's in you. And because of that, he can do incredible things through you. So be with him. Spend time with him. Set aside a time and a place. Write it down if that helps. Set an alarm if that helps. Be with him. Trust and live out God in us. Pray boldly. Share generously. Love others extravagantly. Invite others into the kingdom confidently. God is in you. And don't waste your life chasing lesser things. You are here for a purpose. You have a unique, individual, just-for-you purpose. Live it out. Walk in it. C.S. Lewis says, Christianity, if false, is of no importance. And if true, is of infinite importance. What it can't be is moderately important. We can't treat it as if it's moderately important. It's not that. If you are here this morning and you have never asked Jesus to save you, to be your Lord and Savior. He loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to dwell with you, to help you. He wants to live out an incredible purpose-filled life through you. Give your life to what is infinitely important. And if you would like to talk to someone about that after service, then please find me, find Gary Kim's here, anyone who loves Jesus. They would love to talk and pray with you. Find them. Ask. Now, church, I'm talking to you. You're already a follower of Jesus. He has a kingdom purpose for you. What is it? 
What do you have a heart for? Where do your passions lie? Where are your gifts? Is it with children? Is it with a jail ministry? The homeless? Single moms? Teens? The elderly? Your neighborhood? You are the church. God is with you, and he is in you, and you're going to be the church. He's going to do it through you. I love one author's definition of evangelism, or sharing the hope we have. He says, evangelism is simply one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. Remember that. When you are praying for your one, when you're talking to someone about Jesus, you are simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find the bread of life. God is with you. He is in you. And he wants to bring healing and hope and restoration to a broken world through you. God, through us. Let's pray. God, we praise you. We thank you so much for the gift that you have already given us. Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us. And if we are believers in Jesus Christ, then he dwells in us. And you've given us great purpose. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would open our hearts and minds to hear you. I pray that you would be louder than the culture in our mind and our hearts. I pray that you would lead us and guide us and strengthen us and give us courage to be the church, you through us. God, we love you. But we know that the only reason we love you is because you loved us first. And we thank you for that. We pray all these things in the powerful and the holy and the mighty, the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you, we love you, and you have a family at Eastridge Church.